Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. shootout well <laughs> it sure seemed like that after the first couple of drives so the eagles score and then the chiefs score and then the chiefs and is hooking oh. it's the post no good <laughs> I, listen um I, I i think that kickers probably have like nightmares where the only thing they can hear is is hooking <laughs> over and over and over again like that's their ringtone or something like that's it's because there's no satisfying sound when it goes through the uprights there's no satisfaction when you miss either but the worst thing is just that (laughs) that robust dong of oh my god because you know when you miss it's bad when you hit the upright, it could have gone in. You know, it was real close anyway. So, Eagles first play of the second quarter. Hurts has all day loaded up, taking a shot, looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! 14-7 to at that point. And then it looks like, weirdly, it kind of had that feel like the Eagles were going to run away with it. But... Hurts on a quarterback draw. No! the scoop and score Jalen Hurts just got what happened to my ball (laughs) that's right so 14-14 at that point but no worries Jalen Hurts got a couple of minutes toward the end of the half Miles Sanders in the game at tailback fourth and three made it fourth and two offsides on the key and on the keeper, he gets in. Pretty impressive drive up 21-14. And they managed to put a field goal in, you know, right as time expires. So 24-14 at the half. And it did. It just kind of felt like, I don't know, Mahomes, you know, wasn't quite as good as he should be. And seemed like Jalen Hurts, even with the fumble and the scoop and score, was still kind of firing on all cylinders. And so, you know, it just kind of, I don't know, it had that feel. Like it was going to not quite get out of hand, but like the Eagles were going to sort of run away with it. And then we go into halftime, we find out Rihanna's pregnant. Um, (laughs) Oh, you weren't sure? Come on. Come on. You know how you kind of talk yourself into not believing what your eyes see? And you're like, I thought she just had a baby. You know, and, you know, you I said. never ask, though. I'm just. No, you, you, I've made that mistake of... as a waiter. That's a bad one. Uh, oh, congratulations. Yeah. People on what? do it to me all the time. Uh-oh. I'm like, uh, nope. No, so I'm, just working right here. you're watching this thing and you're kind of wondering the whole time, like, would a pregnant woman wear latex? You know, what's going on here? I don't understand. And, you know, I looked at my wife. I said, is she? And she's like, well, I mean, you know, some women just don't lose the weight. I'm like, that looks more solid. <laughs> You know, just, it looks more full than typically a woman who's a year post-pregnancy is, you know, and so, yeah, you'd still never ask. No, it's a, it's kind of like, you know, you never ask about pregnancy or getting married. No, no, no. I mean, if you have to, like, if you're not sure, not, not if she's married, I mean, if you're not sure whether she'll marry you, then don't ask. Oh, that makes sense. You should not propose unless you know the answer. 
If you don't know the answer, you shouldn't be asking. So good rule for pregnancy and for marriage. (laughs) Just general life advice for you there. You know, if there's some uncertainty, the answer is don't ask. Uh, 513 on News Radio 92.3. So where was I? Um, Oh, yeah. At the half, Rihanna's pregnant, uh, floating in the discs. You're kind of wondering if you have a safety harness on. What's going on? Cool effect, by the way. Um, A little bit. Okay, I, take I enjoyed the halftime show. I'm not a big Rihanna fan one way or the other, so it's hard to get into songs when you don't know all the songs. Yeah, I mean, I know the hits, but I don't know all the songs. Um, I thought that, you know, generally speaking, I thought it was interesting. It just seemed like it was kind of one thing over and over again for 14 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't a lot of variety, even though the thing they were doing was kind of interesting, and the dancers and the her and the pink and the whatever, but um, I just, I was kind of like... Where's that next year going to be? You know, where's that? And is there going to be some surprise or some other big act is going to come out? And it never quite happened. Um, but still, you know, good halftime show. I didn't didn't dislike it or anything. I said uh, people online, you know, some people anyway, uh, who don't like it. And you kind of wonder <laughs> about those people a little bit. Anyway, uh, so second half, Eagles um, are up by 10. But, you know, the Chiefs come right out and show that they are not done. Pacheco right up the gun and in. Touchdown. They're down by three at this point, and then the Chiefs appear to get another scoop and score off of Jalen Hurts. Hurts on first down, gets out to Miles Sanders, ball comes loose, no signal, picked up again by Bolton, who's in for the touchdown. So what happened in this play is the receiver got it, caught it, one foot, two foot, got hit, ball came out, they scooped and scored, but it was ruled incomplete correctly. Correctly ruled incomplete. And I know, look, uh, we'll talk about the last two minutes in a second, but I thought basically the refs did fantastic in this. In this, I really did. I thought there wasn't a lot of ticky-tack files until the end. Uh, <laughs> and the calls that they did and did not reverse, I agreed with them. Uh, I agreed with basically every call they made until the end. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but I thought it was an extremely well-refereed game. Uh, even the one where, you know, did he have the ball uh, all the way to the ground? I didn't think he actually had it. Like the one where he had it pinned up against his uh, helmet. I didn't think he had it with two feet in to begin with. And even if you ruled that, he didn't have it all the way to the ground. So I thought that was right for them to overturn that call. Uh, it looks spectacular in real time, but on replay, it was, uh, you know, the Eagles did not have it. Anyway, uh, so the uh, Eagles are leading 24 to 21. And then 145 left in the third quarter. Here's Jake Elliott from 33 yards right down the middle. Six-point lead. 27 to 21. The Eagles are up going into the fourth quarter. And it's, it's a game. I mean, it's a good game. We'll talk about the commercials later. I'll give you my summary of the commercials. Waste, waste of my time. <laughs> there were some good ones. There were. I laughed four times in the entire three hours. I pulled up the top ten and probably the same. Yeah, I, I laughed four times. I probably didn't laugh at the ones everybody thought was great. Uh, generally speaking, the commercials were terrible. I, from the beginning, well, the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts was fine, and then they're showing me a QR code for a thing. I don't know what it is. We got naked avocados and this long, rambling... The long, rambling Venus Williams, Remy Martin ad about how to make inches work. I'm like, what are you doing? And I felt that way most of the time. Like, what are these ads even about? They're so stupid. Again and again and again and again. Except for just a couple of exceptions. Oh, and by the way, the M&Ms did not pay off the way it was supposed to. That was so stupid. Anyway, back to the game. <laughs> back to the actual game. Feel free to disagree with me. 4 3 7 20 uh, So the Eagles are ahead by six. And 14 minutes left to go in the, four, in the fourth quarter. Chiefs on third and two. Quick throw. On the five. Tony's got it. Tony walks in. 
Kadarius Tony walks right in, and that's the first lead of the game, the first time the Eagles are behind in the entire postseason. And then the Chiefs force a three and out on the next series against Jalen Hurts. Just the second punt of the day from Philadelphia. Here's Sipos. Low sinking kick. Tony on the run. Kadarius Tony again. Tony has a wall. It's another block. Longest Super Bowl punt return in both distance and time ever. <laughs> I mean, that was like watching Lancelot storm the castle in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It just seemed like, and he's still running, and he's got a wall, and now he's stopping for a Coke. And, you know, but no, that was fantastic. So they get down, and of course, then they score. Blitz coming, Mahomes. Man wide open. Touchdown, Chiefs. It's Sky Moore. Chiefs are up 35 to 27 at this point. Of course, the Eagles come back. First and goal, they try to shove Hurts over the end zone, waiting for a signal. He's in, touchdown. Jalen Hurts gets that touchdown and the two-point conversion, which is pretty impressive. So it's 35-35 with two minutes to go. And here's the drama. <laughs> you think, ah, oh, this is a great game. The Chiefs, they're driving. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fantastic. And they they third and eight. Okay, third and eight. This is where everything went sideways for the referee team. Lofting one end zone incomplete. Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't catch up. Fourth down, got to have to kick a field goal. Hang on, there's a penalty. No! Fire to the pass, holding, number 24, defense. Five-yard penalty, automatic, first down. The one call they blew the whole game, calling that guy for a holding, Change the entire shape of the Super Bowl. Change it so that when McKinnon gets the ball on the first down next. Now the Chiefs can essentially run it down to the field goal try. McKinnon, see what he decides to do here. Yeah, he's got to get down. He's got to get down. And he does. Does something that I don't think I have ever seen in a game, let alone in a field goal. He's rushing to the touchdown to the goal line, and he stops and slides. Not the quarterback, the running back, right? Stops and slides so as to keep the ball in play to not score, to run out the clock so they can kick a field goal to win the game. And then you see three plays or two plays of just kind of, you know, quarterback sneaks back, goes back and, you know, kneels down or whatever. Butker kicks the 27-yard field goal, 38-35, and then we won't even talk about the last play. Was, I don't even know what Jalen Hurts was doing. He was throwing to the, the sideline. I don't know. It was cr- terrible. And that was the game. 58 minutes of great football ruined by one terrible holding call. That's it. I mean, and the, and the Chiefs, listen, the Chiefs did smart. Don't get me wrong. If you get that call, that's how you do. You you know, you slide, you run out the clock, and you win the game. They won the game on one terrible game-deciding blown hold call by the referees, in my opinion. Candy, am I wrong? You know, I didn't even know that who won until I just looked it up just now because <laughs> my husband watching? won't watch football. Oh, no, and I, I thought, tried, I, thought I could get it right. on YouTube, and you know I have all my channels, and I, I can figure out do. how to do it, I so know. I kept asking, you know, who that starts with an A, and yeah. it was always tied, and oh. It, listen, and it I was, was so mad. It was a great Super Bowl until that one call, because you felt like that one call was, and you would have just, you just want to see him play. You just want to see him play it out. 
You want to see the Chiefs uh, kick the field goal with about a minute and 40 seconds left to go, and you want to see if Jalen Hurts can score the touchdown with regular time to operate. That's what you wanted to see, and you didn't get to see that instead. No, they should have won by 10, like I said. Well, yeah, and and, and, it's, and it was so close <laughs> because you had every play in the end seemed like it mattered. You know, the scoop and score mattered, right? The scoop and score that didn't matter. I mean, like, everything mattered in this game. The 65-yard punt return mattered. And then the thing that mattered the most was one whole call. I mean, that's ah. it. The thing that mattered the most was that one whole call right at the end. All right, 521 on News Radio 92.3. Hey, happy Monday. We're so <laughs> glad back. to have you back. No, man, I, I super so appreciate glad. Jeremy and Ray and um, Danny, uh, Danny Zimmer. filling in. It was great. I it mean, was they, they, awesome. I, I was, you know, I was here in town, so I got to hear uh, some of it, and uh, they all did well. And uh, we had a lot. Uh, is Alex Andrade going to be on again, by the way? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> He's, He's a great. new pop pop. Yeah, I know. Congratulations! It's it's really see cool. they get into the dirt. I actually um, <laughs> not that having a baby is dirt, but they. I, I, I know. I know. I actually got to. Um, uh, I went with Alex on the Friday before I went on vacation. The third, I guess it is now. Oh, for the bridge. Yeah, for the bridge thing, which we haven't talked about, and we will. Don't worry, I'll get to all that. Um, and I'm talking to him. You know, and we're. And I'm like. Dude, you had a baby, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so he's out there on the bridge like three days post post baby, Gosh. you know. Which I mean, you know, he's still got work to do. Of know? course, I know. We're so all happy right. To have so anyway, him. thank you for uh, all the folks filling in for me, and uh, obviously, it's good to be back. Five twenty two on News Radio ninety two three. I'm Andrew McKay. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N-info.com. We all do it. Joining online home improvement groups and saving our favorite kitchens. Thinking, someday. But a kitchen remodel seems too expensive and time-consuming, right? Actually, you would be surprised at how affordable and efficient it can be. And with Home Outlet, you have access to the largest selection of in-stock cabinets, plus completely free kitchen planning services. Let the experienced designers at Home Outlet help you turn Sunday into today. Visit your local 100% employee-owned Home Outlet to get started. Wake up with Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News. Lifestyle talk with Jenna Barr and Pep Talk. Drive home with Bobby Rossi and Pensacola right now on News Radio 923. Breathe in, breathe out, wax on, wax off. So, so can I make enemies here for a second on a Monday? You know, yeah, super unusual for you. Yeah, I know. I never say anything that anybody dislikes. Um, so Elvis Costello is uh, the sort of artist that um, people almost adamantly, defiantly love to love, 
and everybody else is kind of confused by why. <laughs> he's, he's a he's like a music nerd's act. Like, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, the, sure, sure. You know, the he we, had his hits, but yeah, but but music lovers love him. Yeah, sure. we, and he we worked with the great Burt Bacharach and went on tour. And right, and like kind of like you know the hipster snob of like the eighties is who liked Elvis Costello. Yeah, there's some jerks that like. We didn't have I'm we not didn't saying. have hipsters yet, but that you think of like sure. that person yeah. thirty years ago. 40 years ago, uh, <laughs> 35 years ago. Let's be generous. <laughs> We're all um, 29. Still, that's who, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, you don't like Elvis Costello? I'm like, no. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, 525 on News Radio 92.3. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. Hey, David. Good morning. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley reportedly just days away now from launching her run for the White House. It's widely expected she'll be declaring her candidacy at an event in Charleston Wednesday Haley served as ambassador to the U.N. under former President Trump. Federal Reserve Bank of New York set to release both one- and five-year inflation expectations today. The Consumer Price Index uh, will be coming out tomorrow, with analysts predicting the prices of goods and services uh, likely rose last month. And you 2 fans are going to have the chance to see the band back on stage this year. You actually may have, Yes, you may have seen this announcement during a commercial on the Super Bowl last night. What? Uh, yeah, they they made this announcement for this residency last night during a commercial on the Super Bowl. Uh, apparently, the residency is going to be at the new MSG Sphere in Las Vegas, and uh, it'll be celebrating the band's Zoo TV tour. And uh, the how'd you say, Ashtung Baby? Octung. Octung Baby. Yeah, I. Oh. I guess you didn't take the German. No, I did not. There you go. I'm not or, a or German not speaker. Well, plus he's not like you know our <laughs> age. Enough, but yeah, that was a huge album. <laughs> oh my gosh, is it like it's a Vegas residency? It's a residency. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. God, how am I going to get out of the house that long to go see you two on Tongue Baby? <laughs> Any weekend you like. It'd be a quick trip now with yeah, right? uh, yeah. yeah. Just fly out there, fly back. You're fine. I have to. My husband Invest. didn't let me watch the Super Bowl. Oh, like yeah, it's no, hard to enough. get him to sleep right, for three enough, days. <laughs> I could do it, though. Well, who wow. mixes his potions? I mean, you know. No, you get in trouble for that. Okay, all right. David, thanks so much for the update. 527 on News Radio 92.3. Um, I did spend a lot of time talking about the, uh, the Super Bowl. Did I, t- did I spend enough time talking about the commercials? You, you said you pulled them up. Yeah, I pulled up 10, I had, uh, like I the had, top 10. I, the Adam the way, Driver one was stupid. The, oh, God, yeah. And and come on, the Tubi with the rabbits and the... Okay, Lord. I didn't see that one. No, it's terrible. And just like, all, seriously, over and over again, I thought... You can do better. And, and like, good examples of close but not quite, like the Steve Martin and Ben Stiller doing the Diet Pepsi. Do I love it or am I acting? Am I I acting? I? Yeah, that was I mean, stupid. Okay, whatever. I'm, I'm looking for something that's going to, like, yeah. You know? Yeah, because it's Super Bowl. Some people honest, watch you know, it honestly, for the commercials. You know, the, the most yak to me kind of commercials were the ones that I think a lot of other people were probably scratching their heads, which was the, um, uh, the Jesus ads. I thought we're both actually very interesting because, you know, Jesus loves the people you hate, you know, sure. kind of, and Jesus mm-hmm. teaches us to be like little children. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know that they accomplished anything, but, you know, I thought they were kind of interesting. Oh, I got my phone on super loud. <laughs> it's left over from our bike ride yesterday. <laughs> um, but anyway, you were saying the top ones that other people loved were um, what? Golly, I'm trying to think of, of what they all were, like the Adam Driver one, we were just like, meh. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, my gosh. What was one of the funny ones? I'm trying to think. Oh, we okay, didn't see so, the M&Ms. So to me, there were, there were three that, like, again, my measure is if I laugh out loud, then it's funny. Sure. Sarah McLaughlin. 
in the um, tent. Did you see that one? That was the one for uh, Uber One with Diddy. No, that I'm, was no. I didn't see that. Well, it was somebody was saying, you know, you need this for the outside. You need fire, oh, or whatever, yeah. and then I you thought, need shelter. And then it showed Sarah McLaughlin in a tent with a wolf. Give me shelter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, <laughs> eh, it's fine. The, the 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 two that made me laugh, although I didn't think the ads were that great, was the uh, the Mick Ultra with Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler doesn't talk about himself in third person, which is Ricky Fowler saying it. That right. was funny. That made me laugh. Um, the uh, one, another one that made me laugh was the um, oh, the, <laughs> the Diddy Mick Ultra uh, Uber One, where it's all the song ripoffs because oh, it, when it was um, uh, the ripoff of um, what's your name from a Black Eyed Peas. That one's oh yeah, funny. Fergie. Yeah, that that was kind of funny. The two that actually made me laugh, I loved the Blue Moon. Coors Miller Light ad. That was great. Because it's Coors versus Miller Light. And then, okay. no, this is a Blue Moon ad. And it was funny because it That's pointed neat. out how, yeah. who cares between Coors Light and Miller Light? Who cares between Bud Light? and They're sure. all the same. They're all terrible. They're all equally <laughs> uninteresting despite these commercials. And then it's like, They're it's a Blue fine. Moon ad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. So that was good. That's no, cute. my favorite um, my favorite of the night, my absolute best favorite. I'm going to play it because I have it. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you'll laugh. I don't know if you, you said you didn't watch the game, but this is my no. favorite. Are you excited about buying an electric vehicle but worried that it could leave you unsatisfied? <laughs> then you could be one of many Americans concerned about premature electrification. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was laughing out loud! I didn't see and it, and I, I like it, it back the best. My son and my wife, they're like, oh god, that's funny. <laughs> you see the Kevin Bacon electric car ad? No, that was pretty funny. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't ring a bell. Anyway, David, we don't that's have your great. local news coming up next. News. I'm Chris Foster. The list of best Super Bowls will include last night. The Kansas City Chiefs were behind, then ahead, and then tied, winning the game on a 27-yard field goal with eight seconds left. 38-35 were the Philadelphia Eagles. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes playing half the game on a re-injured ankles, named most valuable player. His gutsy 26-yard run on the game-winning drive, along with the key Eagles holding call, set up the field goal. Mahomes threw for under 200 yards, but also three touchdowns. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts was also great, throwing for 304 yards and a touchdown, and setting two Super Bowl records with 70 yards rushing and three rushing touchdowns. Boxes Tim McMaster. The Pentagon's not identifying what three objects might be shot down since Friday over Alaska, Canada, and Michigan. I haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point. The Air Force General Norad Commander Glenn Van Herc gets four objects shot down, including the Chinese spy balloon that crossed over the country the week before last. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. Right now, it is 40 degrees, partly cloudy in Pensacola. Home buying company, or home building company, rather, DR Horton has now made a $33 million offer on 500 acres of county owned property in Beulah. That land, known as OLF8, the company's plan for the land reportedly mixed use. It would include retail, creating high tech jobs, and also, of course, some housing. I think it's a big win, and you know if we can have the private sector develop it with amenities for the for the citizens, and then achieve nearly a twenty million dollar gain in revenue, that's a big win for the county. More importantly, it's a big win for the citizens. And that's Escambia County Commissioner Jeff Bergash, who tells Channel Three the county could also use that money for much needed projects such as fixing roads. The Escambia County Board of 
commissioners will be taking up the offer at their meeting this coming Thursday. A woman that went missing while kayaking in the the, uh, Destin Harbor has been found dead. Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office says the woman's body was found yesterday. She and another person had been kayaking over the weekend when the kayak was overturned by the wake from a large boat. The Fish and Wildlife Commission still investigating. A 21-year-old Pensacola man charged for an alleged armed robbery Saturday. PPD says that Chiron Tyreek Evans has been charged after allegedly pulling a gun on another individual that he'd planned to meet up with to, quote, exchange something. The robbery victim not hurt during the incident. Police say they eventually found Evans at an apartment on Sanders Avenue. He's charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, robbery with a firearm, firing a weapon in public, carrying a concealed weapon, and also grand theft. The Florida Department of Education being accused of slandering a black history course. The college board Saturday responded to FDOE's decision to ban an advanced placement African-American history course. The college board says debate is good and healthy, but the dialogue surrounding the course moved from healthy debate to misinformation. The board says while parts of the course changed, it was not because the FDOE officials requested those changes. There's a new poll out that could encourage Governor DeSantis to uh, to make the run for president. A 2024 presidential poll released last week showing DeSantis beating President Joe Biden in Nevada now by six points. DeSantis had 42% support. The poll was done by the NevadaIndependent.com. Uh, Biden won that state in 2020, but his approval rating in the state now is only at 40%. couple from Florida among the... Uh, are two of the thousands that died in those earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. Alex and Veronica Asian of Orlando were in Turkey visiting Alex's family when the earthquake hit last week. Billy Poulos is a friend of theirs. He says the couple were found in bed with Alex's arms around Veronica. Alex's family was also killed. Poulos, uh, Poulos tells Spectrum 13 News in Orlando that Alex and Veronica complimented each other perfectly. It's 534 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 first warning weather. Beautiful day for today with a high near 67 degrees, mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 49 degrees. For Tuesday, mostly sunny skies continue with a high reaching near 71 degrees. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 64. Warm-up continues into Wednesday with highs reaching 75 degrees with a 10% chance of a stray shower. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. And right now at 535, it's 40 in Pensacola, 46 in Gulf Breeze, and 35 in Milton. Your next news at 6 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. News Radio 923. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi. This host was born in Utah. <laughs> Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Hey Pensacola, it's Judy Lacey with Barberry Plumbing and we are celebrating. We're celebrating our 50th anniversary and winning the 2022 Best of the Bay Award. My dad, Louis Barberry, started this company with a vision of providing the best service with honesty and integrity for the community. He also started the flat rate pricing system where you know exactly what the job will cost before the work is done so there are no surprises. Now, 50 years later, his vision continues 
continues. At Barberry Plumbing, we appreciate you putting your trust in us and voting us as 2022 Best of the Bay winner. We know you don't always need a plumber, but when you do, we appreciate your vote of confidence by choosing Barberry Plumbing. Call Barberry Plumbing, 850-477-8782. That's 850-477-8782. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. License number RF 1106-7749. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. I think we're all glad we're getting close to the end. It's been quite a trip. A lot of uh, people's lives were changed as a result of that bridge when we had to all go through a bypass. And, uh, but today we're celebrating one of the biggest projects in the Panhandle, state projects, and the crew that uh, stayed there day and night, winter and summer, good blue collar workers that, that we need to celebrate and say thank you for coming to Pensacola. Thank you for giving us a, good, a beautiful bridge, and uh, hopefully you'll come back and visit. Possibly the first time ever in his life that Doug Broxson has been speaking in front of the Beastie Boys as bed music. But okay, you know, uh, when oh, we're doing right. you inappropriate juxtapositions. <laughs> I didn't know that's what we were going into. Yeah, right. you, <laughs> yeah, well, no, that, that's not your fault. That's me. Um, also, you know, you never know back in the day. He could have been. You never know. He's crafty. Yeah, yeah he's crafty. He does bust out with a bright, fresh flow every once in a while. That was cool. <laughs> We love you, Doug. <laughs> Five thirty-eight on News Radio ninety-two three case. This is uh, ten days ago, Friday the third. Uh, third, I guess it was ten days ago. I should be able to do that math. Uh, anyway, um, when we did a tour of the bridge, and I uh, got a chance to ride the new span, and uh, they basically put a bunch of us in a um, a couple of uh, fifteen passenger white vans. It was it was I was in with all the politicians. Like in my van, Ooh. it was Michelle Salzman and Colton Wright and Robert Bender and Alex Andrade. Everybody but Doug. Like Doug was in the Aww. other van. Yeah. Uh, with Channel Three. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so so we were cutting up. Like even City Councilman Tom Nail was in the in the van with me, and we were having a good time making jokes. And I uh, try not to let too many of those jokes wind up on the video because <laughs> you know. They're they're relaxed around me. Like they don't, you know, they're they know I'm not out to get them. So you know, we have a little bit of fun anyway. Uh, so at the end, we did a little presser. You know, kind of it's kind of funny because I started interviewing people. Like I'm, we're standing around at the visitor center and I start talking to people, and then uh, the TV station is like, whoa, 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 <laughs> let's get in on this. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, um, you know, that's fine. Anyway, so uh, Doug Broxson says, you know, we're almost here, and so I asked the, the obvious question, which is when. Right again, this is 10 days ago on the 3rd. Do we have a date yet? Everybody wants to know when. Do we have a date? Well, I I think it's pretty obvious the bridge is uh, 99% ready. I believe that you'll see the uh, the secretary make an announcement in the next couple of days when they project the... But um, 
my guess would be within the next 10 days uh, that we'll see an opening. They're, they're doing some engineering work, and uh, once they get that completed and people feel comfortable that we're ready to go, we, we were the guinea pigs today. <laughs> we were the guinea pigs today. So That's you, comforting. Yeah, so you could hear that. I mean, we weren't, but, you know, he's joking. But, you know, he said... He very, 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 very tentatively said 10 days. Well, that's today. And I don't, you know, I heard some people kind of tried to hold him to that. Like, he says the 13th. He didn't say the 13th. He didn't promise it. Or He was just like, I asked him a question. He was trying to be reasonable. You know, I think middle of the month. And that's what the FDOT folks said, middle of the month. I'll be honest. I was, so there was a part of me that thought, you know, I wonder if they don't open it today. This is on the third. There was a part of me that thought, because this is kind of how FDOT does. Like, right. they're, they're just going to open it, soft soft opening, and they're not going to tell anybody it's happening. They're not going to make a big show out of it, and because that's how they did the first span. And so I thought maybe then, and then I thought, yeah, probably not on a Saturday, and then the double bridge run. And so I think, well, maybe the, and then I thought maybe it'd be last Friday. Same reasoning. Right, right. They're, they're just going to spring it on. And so honestly, my my thought is, and at the time I think, yeah, maybe on the, like the 17th. So this Friday. So my best guess, this is 100% a guess, okay? But my best guess is this Friday. And I'm not promising, and I'm not Charlie Brown in the football or nothing. I don't make, I don't, you know, if FDOT tells me it's Friday, then I know it's not going to be Friday. But, <laughs> you know, like they haven't said. And so my theory is they wouldn't have put us on the bridge if they weren't super close. And the bridge itself is done, okay? Uh, it's just a question of, like, and uh, my, my There's signs up for new traffic patterns, too. Yeah, oh, that, that's right. And so one day, you'll just be driving through Gulf Breeze and be like, well, I didn't have to make the jog. I didn't have to do the jiggly wiggly, and now I'm back. I'm on, I'm on the bridge! That's how it's going to turn out, okay? Um, so, again, my theory is that it might be someday this week. It might be Friday. It might not be for a week or two. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm not claiming knowledge. I'm just saying, that seems right. I had my, uh, our boss, Kevin King. Yes. He said... You'll know it's going to be the next day when they remove the porta potties. He's really good That's at stuff right? like that. Yeah. Like, so he's 100% right. Because that means, because sure. until they're going to have the porta potties up, until they're not working anymore. In case there's a home game situation. Yeah, that's right, because right. you've got to have one. So if you see the porta potties gone, we're there. <laughs> at least, I mean, you know, really, Boy, really, that's really close. great. And I thought, yeah. oh, that is a good observation. Yeah. So anyway, um, Michelle Salzman. I'm just excited for April, May time frame to drive across the bridge and see the traffic flowing so easily and the people riding their bikes and walking along with the beautiful weather and the boats going underneath. It is such an incredible, incredible view. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing people use it. And yeah, the uh, Wayside Park, the uh, it's, it's the boat launch slash giant parking lot underneath the Gulf Breeze end is really cool. Like I knew in my mind what they were doing because the bridge is higher. It's like ten feet higher than the old bridge to make it safer from storms. But it also means that that way that Wayside Park on the Gulf Breeze side is um, significantly elevated. There used to be just basically under the bridge there was rock. It was like an interstate kind of you know just tucked up in. Now there's ten twelve feet worth of clearance. You have a huge parking lot under there, and you can you you know drive all the way under and around. So that is, if you, I know you haven't seen it because you're not allowed to drive down there yet. But when you do, you will be amazed at what they've done under there. Alex Andrade. Construction of the bridge hasn't been perfect. Obviously, there's been uh, a lot of, I mean, historic problems that we faced as a community the past several years. Um, you know, there, shoot, there were lives that were lost in Garson Point Bridge that might not have been lost if if this hadn't happened. But at the same time, the folks that constructed this bridge 
um, are folks in trades that we want to be celebrating. And it's exciting to, to stand on the second span and see all the concrete that's finally been laid and know that really all that's left is, you know, some new striping, some more reflective uh, markers being done and engineers signing off on those being safe. Um, before this bridge is finally done. I was interviewing Alex while they were pushing us along a dolly. So, uh, if you <laughs> but he makes a good point. You know, like you forget, okay? You forget that people died on Garson Point Bridge because of the traffic, because they couldn't go on Three Mile Bridge. Like, you know, it's always a kind of what if, but you, you, it's worth remembering that um, those people likely would have been alive still if the bridge hadn't been closed, right? I mean, he's not wrong about that. There were horrible things that happened on Garson Point Bridge because of the traffic and the impatience and stupid people. And, you know, yeah, all of that. That's true. So, um, uh, Commissioner Colton Wright, I asked him about the Wayside Park. Commissioner Wright, uh, what do you think of the new Wayside Park? Uh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, if you look at what it looked like before when the two sides were separated and they were much smaller, uh, now you can go from, from, you know, the east to the west side. There's a lot more parking for, for just automobiles, anyone wants to come watch the sunset, as well as all the boaters that are going to be visiting the park. So. It really is going to be fan. It is fantastic. Not even going to be, but it is fantastic. All right, so the question on my mind, as we're dr- – oh, and by the way, I don't know if you've seen the video I put up on Facebook, but um, we, we were driving like 30 miles an hour. Oh, <laughs> did you guys get a ticket? <laughs> I'm just saying that, at you know, I mean, at 30 miles an hour, it's a long drive. It feels forever at that, you know, and it's just like because the bridge is built the same as the I-10 bridge. Skanska built the I-10 bridge over Scambia Bay. So it's the same bridge. OK, it's two spans, same bridge. It's just that it's got the extra uh, walking path on either side that is not finished on the new span yet, like 90% done. Um, but anyway, it, it, so it feels like a bridge where you should be going, what's the speed limit on I-10? 70, right? It feels like a bridge where you should be able to go 70. What's the speed limit? 45. Uh, Senator, I think uh, my question for you, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. It's 45 miles an hour. Come on now. <laughs> how, how do we get it at least 55 miles an hour? Well, I think uh, you're, you're talking above my pay grade. Fair enough. I know. But, you know. 45 is our target. And, you know, historically, when you have 45, people do 60. Yeah. So if we went to 55, they'd do 70. And uh, I think when you talk about the problems of uh, getting emergency crews on that bridge, that we, we need to think in terms of safety. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully, I mean, People don't pay it any attention right now. I mean, I, I, I can witness that this morning. We were doing 50, and we were uh, on the slow lane. Yeah, the if the bridge now is it's 45. How fast do people drive on that bridge? 60. That's right, 60. I mean, if I, I try to go 45 because it's, you know, honestly, it's a safety issue. And, I you know, I get passed like crazy on that bridge. And so I go a little bit faster just to not try to impede traffic too much. But And I'm not saying, like, I'm meticulous about speed limits. I'm just saying, you know, I take that one seriously because it is kind of unsafe. 60. There is a 0% chance that people are going to drive 45 when that bridge is open. I, there's The only way they'll drive 55 is if they put, I don't know, like speed bumps every. <laughs> you remember the April Fool's? Anyway, no, if they put Gulf Breeze PD and PPD out there all the time, that's the only way. Yeah. That's, and, 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 and even then, because you build, you can't build a road for 70 and then put a 45 mile an hour speed limit on it. Now, at either end, when it's 35 and down into either, you know, Gulf Breeze Parkway or into what, uh, Gregory Street or whatever. Yeah, but in the, on the bridge, 
this is not going to happen. There's no way. There's no way people are going to go 45. And so what what I think the process for this is, is um, like how they raised the speed limit on I-110 a few years ago to, from 55 to 65. I think that's that's what you're likely to see. And the way that works, as I understand it, this was a gem drop somewhere or other in a meeting, is they'll measure the speed, and if 90% of the people are driving more than five or more than 10 over, they'll raise it, something like that, which I think is a reward to those <laughs> people who want to know. But so that's likely, I, I think it'll be 45 in the beginning. I can't, I cannot imagine it'll stay 45. It just, you know, you built the wrong bridge for 45 miles an hour. So, but you know, I suppose we'll see. Uh, 549 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information for competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4, so you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And when Experian Automotive studied vehicles in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Go Where Love Takes You. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experian data for model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons 4 to 7. After Dave Ramsey on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Well, this is not a boat accident. Says, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the, the game tomorrow, uh, next week. I have to stay home. Got to work something out here. Good one, sir. <laughs> 51 on News Radio 92.3. Oh, uh, I, you know, come on. I was gone while the State of the Union took place, and so I had to watch it. Oh, on vacation. I know. Ray watching went the over State of the Union. A little bit on Friday, he went over. He's like, because we had an over under on gaffes. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was over and yeah, I lost. Yeah, it was well over. <laughs> so, but Ray's not a betting man. Chuck Schumer, another 
you know, another term is Senate Minority Leader. Uh, nope. You know, I think you, uh, <laughs> only this time you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader. You're the majority leader. The majority is the minority leader. Not that much bigger. What's that? Well, I tell you what. I don't know. It wasn't in my notes. <laughs> I will tell you that, you know, there, there, was, there were a couple of moments that I agreed with him. You know, there were a couple of moments where I agreed with him. Um, uh, the, the, the number one thing that I agreed with him on is the non-compete clauses. Okay. Although, unfortunately, he told a false story. <laughs> he tells the story about the cashiers at McDonald's who can't go across the street and get a job. It's fact check false. It's a false story. But I agree with him that non-complete, non-compete clauses are uh, horrible. But his story he used to illustrate it turns out to be false, which was known before, which is why the Republicans heckled him on that particular story, because that story is false. But, you know, okay, whatever. This is bound to get a response from my friends on my left with the right. What? I'm so sick and tired of companies breaking the law by preventing workers from organizing. Pass the PRO Act. Mm. Because business have a right. Workers have a right to form a union. Wait, who's got a right? <laughs> business have a right to form a union? So confusing. Um, oh, and then, you know, the, all the heckling, right? Which he late, he anticipate like he set them up right to heckle him on stuff and you know i mean he was clearly trying to do that he was trying to get them to heckle him and they did and you know i don't yes it was raucous i don't particularly mind i like the parliament style you know i prefer that it's kind of interesting it reminds me of you know the city of milton city council meetings which by the way i have some stuff from from i have some good city of milton stuff I really do have some good uh, city milk. It's stuff. like a drug. Yeah, no, it's uh, you thought it's all over. It's not all over. Uh, but yeah, no, like I, I agreed with him about the non-compete clauses and also honestly the social media stuff, the criticism of social media. I agree with him about that. And then Sarah Sanders um, gave a non-response that was still a really good non-response. I mean, I thought it was really good. And, you know, some of the things that she got into, but it didn't have anything to do with what he said, which is kind of the point. Don't get up there and just be like debate point refutation. That doesn't work. So uh, I thought she did a pretty good job. 554 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The chairman of the House Intelligence Committee says recent intrusions into U.S. airspace are marking a turning point for the country's defense. Congressman Mike Turner says the U.S. shooting down a Chinese spy balloon, as well as a few foreign objects over Alaska and Canada, Canada and now apparently over uh, Lake Huron as well, show the gaps in U.S. defense systems. He's calling for more investment to guarantee American sovereignty in the sky. The death toll from last weekend's earthquakes in Turkey and Syria is uh, continuing to rise up to over 34,000 now. Ugh. The Syria Defense Volunteer Organization called, the, uh, called White Helmets has now ended rescue operations. Uh, rescue efforts have also produced a few success stories, though, such as a 10-year-old girl that was rescued after being trapped over 150 hours. Uh, and another thing you may have seen if you watched the Super Bowl last night, New York Yankees legend Derek Jeter going to be joining Fox Sports for the upcoming MLB season. Uh, that announcement was made during uh Super Bowl 57 last night as well. Jeter's going to serve as a studio analyst alongside Alex Rodriguez, David Ortiz, and Frank Thomas. That's a little northeast heavy. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay. All of J-Lo's exes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> nice. They could have had Ben Affleck in between his Dunkin' that's Donuts gigs. You know, yeah, doing I that, know. right? Um, although that's Maybe ex not. and current, I suppose, but whatever. Um, and, all right. uh, yeah, both. That's Tri- right. Trivia yeah. question for you. Ready? Trivia question Maybe. for the room. All right. The Super Bowl's on Fox. Yes. Okay, six times you've had Troy Aikman and Joe Buck mm-hmm. calling the Super Bowl. 
on Fox, why weren't they calling the Super Bowl last night? Anybody know? Ooh, I Anybody? have no idea. Because they were sick? No, they got hired by ESPN in the offseason. They they have been high, they weren't on Fox uh, this year. They were like the Monday Night Football or something. So they're not at Fox anymore. Oh, oh that's right. They got hired because now ESPN get, gets a share of the Super Bowls, apparently. I think going forward, it's a five-year rotation now. Oh, that's interesting. It's something yeah. like that. So anyway, I was like, where's Joe Buck and Troy? Oh, they don't work here anymore. Okay, that's why. <laughs> that's why they're not on anymore. That makes sense. Who are these guys? I don't know. Never heard of them. It's fine. <laughs> 556 on News Radio 92.3. Um, oh, God. Yeah, this earthquake. Oh, my God. So awful. It is 30, so awful. 34, and you know it's going to be more than that. You know it's going to be more than that. 34,000 people. That is horrific. And you now have... Um, they've got people locked up because of uh, construction violations that they're going to be going after. Because the, um, the the basic going theory is why doesn't stuff like that happen in developed nations the same way? Well, it still can. I mean, you, c- you can still have huge things. But generally, the first question is, what are their building codes? And it's not what the law says. It's what's actually implemented on the ground. And the problem particularly here is that it's very well known, widely known that Turkey, for example, is a place where the law says this, but the um, uh, enforcement of that law is very, very lax. So you have something like, I think I read someone one that said that uh, 50% of the buildings in Turkey are not in compliance with the law. Wow. So, and you take it for granted. You take it for granted that we live in a place where, you know, when a storm hits, the, the houses don't just fall over. You know, buildings don't collapse, Miami aside, right? You know, you still have bad things can happen. But, yeah, uh, the failure of the building, the people to do the buildings properly, and, of course, the inspectors to hold them accountable for it uh, because, you know, in corrupt nations, bribery is very rampant. I mean, you know, all of these things. We don't know the outcome in these trials, and, of course, the builders all say they're innocent, but um, that's certainly one of the theories. The um, And, and it's, it's a horrific thing to imagine. It just is. It's, it's, it's awful to imagine that many people dying. Um, the balloon shoot-downs is interesting also because you have, like, the one balloon – and then you had a lower, smaller balloon. Like you had the three-bus balloon, then you had the Volkswagen balloon. Then you got the the cylinder was the third one, and at a lower altitude even. And then at 20,000 feet, you had the uh, the the octagon, <laughs> the jellyfish, the, you know, weird thing. Right. And what in the, you know. Is this not freaking you it's out? It's just weird. I'll tell you, you know, the thing that bothers me, and maybe this is a small thing, but I don't understand why we're wasting Sidewinder missiles here. It really genuinely seems to me like, you know, Raptors come loaded with bullets. And they're a lot cheaper. <laughs> you know, a side a sidewinder is four hundred thousand dollars. You know, we're wasting a house every time we we shoot a you know a missile at one of these things. Uh, but you know, it seems like you'd have a little bit more control of the gradual descent if you shot it with bullets. But you know, whatever they make their choices, and so we you know, and now we have what reports of up to ten something like that over the last few years, and several during the Trump administration allegedly. So. Okay, this is this is the warfare you didn't know you were involved in, I guess. 